a parting gift, unpleasant and painful, imparted upon our party on this post-penultimate episode of The Hapless Heroes. A lobster creature with dead people spiked all over it would come out of? Where, where have you seen that before? One spot. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast Quarantine Edition. I'm Francesco, and I will be your host, DM, and shepherd of an adventure this evening. I have a lovely cast of characters with me tonight, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce them, starting with the way that their portraits are arranged on my screen. On my left, we have Dave as Sir Delam Rook. I can't wait to be rid of you all. We have John as Hondo the Immortal. Immortal and very much unconscious. We have Phil as Malek. I should get out of the ritual chamber more often. And we have Mike as Rovin Tossbottom. This has been the worst experience of my life. So speaking of terrible experiences, um, you guys survived yet another one. as you had disrupted um, some sort of terrible necromantic ritual thing that was happening. There's a lot of those happening around the world these days. It's really, uh, it's really bothersome for everyone. You can't throw a rock without disrupting a ritual. Apparently. Right. I mean, gosh, (laughs) what, what is this? What is, what have the worlds come to at this point? Right. Um, there was, yeah, a necromancer that was doing some nefarious things, ended up summoning some horrid abomination through a portal on top of an altar that's at the back of this chamber, this like temple chamber underground in the Shadowfell where you guys are right now. You destroyed the abomination. You killed the necromancer. But before he died, he did impart you with some absolutely fascinating exposition about Ebenezer and Somehow, you know, if you guys recall, Ebenezer from like, this is like from like the very first episode, right? Like the whole plot of the fall upheaval that happened 160 years ago. And this whole dark, this rumor of some dark wizard causing this terrible, catastrophic event that literally leveled half the continent and has left the entire center of the continent of Telduria, just a barren wasteland of wild magic, death, destruction, and undead. Um, you guys, you know, he, he, and he, and he talked to you guys, you know, this, this necromancer made it seem like, or said something about how Ebenezer was trying to, was the only person who could stop Vecna and Vecna was the one who made Tarantus disappear and is, you know, one of the most powerful and evil gods in the multiverse. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of weird stuff happening, you know, in the planes of, those who are much more divine and powerful than you folk. Um, and this is probably, it's probably safe to say that you're probably the only people who know this now. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, at least there's, there's two of you here who probably aren't going to be the best people to do much with that information because I don't think Hondo cares about anything besides himself um, and probably nor does Rovin, to be honest with you. But you do have at least two servants of the Raven Queen here who have some, maybe some mixed feelings because, you know, obviously this person was trying to do something nefarious with this, you know, creature that he was summoning that literally looked like it was like, had its had st- souls that were trapped inside of it or stolen with it that it attacked you with. And one could only assume that maybe it was coming here to steal more souls. Well, you put a stop to all that. And before the necromancer died and, you know, gave his whole monologue, he did lop a fireball at the ground at his feet and has left Hondo down. 
I would like to point out that this is how Hondo finishes like every arc <laughs> that he's been in so far. <laughs> um, successful yet defeated at the same time. It's uh, typical for Hondo, I would say. So yeah, lots of forces at play here. Lots of injuries have been had. There is a portal swirling at the northern end of this chamber room, and you guys are sitting here now in what uh, is just the eerie quiet that this temple normally is and what Malek would probably be used to as someone who has been the steward of this place for, for a while. Uh, so that's where we are. And I will uh, leave you guys to your next moves. Um, I'd say maybe the first order of business should be taking care of Hondo, yeah. who is uh, burnt to a crisp lying <laughs> on the floor in front of Malek. Now, as uh, as an immortal, do I still have to roll uh, saving throws? <laughs> yes. If you um, don't receive any magical healing. I believe that even though Malek had been uh, previously insulted by this this uh, fighter, this man, this thief that comes rub my face, <laughs> even though you have small hands. Yes. I was hoping the small hands you. thing was going to come up again. My friend, Handel, you must come back to us. Oh, Raven Queen. We call upon you that this one is not ready to die yet. He must receive his chance and earn his place in the afterlife. And he will commence his ritual of revivify. Even though you're not like outright dead, you're outright dead? He's not outright dead, he's just downed. Oh, so he's, you can just heal I'm him. just healing him. Yeah, we don't need to do any crazy rituals for this man. Yeah. Sir Dellum, I should do this, right? I'm not making a huge mistake. Well, no, he can't be let out of his torment that easily. Of course, bring him back. Well, he also can't be let out of our sight. Who knows yeah. what he's going to get into? That's too easy for him. Robin, Robin, come over. Inspect these bodies and see if there's any clues to this portal in front of us. Is there anything left of that necromancer? Um, uh... A, I mean, a charred husk. Okay. Wait, did did you heal Hondo, or am I making a yes. death save? No, I am. I am crouched <laughs> over you, uh, healing you back to consciousness. What are you, What are you healing him with? Right. Okay. Well, I have some. I have some spells here. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you can't just be like, yeah, I heal him, and then. We just assume that he's healed. Like, what's, what's she using? What are you doing? Yeah, well, I want to give him some decent health. I did use uh, quite a bit of my spells already, but I have a, um, a prayer. It's almost as if this its almost as if this was designed to make you guys exhaust all your resources yeah. before the big fight. Um, I'm going to use my prayer of healing at a fourth level. That. So everyone gets these hit points. 3d8 plus my spellcasting modifier. Uh, the modifier uh, wisdom's five. So let me roll my 3d8. All right, 26 hit points for, uh, for everyone. For, you get hit points, and you everyone. get hit points. Hondo uh, sits straight up, ah, and he punches Malek in the face. <laughs> and I would like a chance to dodge this since I've been standing <laughs> over you with my well, shield as my holy symbol. Well, I mean, your chance to dodge this would be based on your armor class, would it not? So <laughs> why don't you go ahead and roll me a uh, <laughs> an unarmed attack against uh, Malek. Is that just a strength? I mean, it's strength plus proficiency because you are proficient with unarmed attacks. So just roll strength and then add whatever your proficiency bonus is to whatever the result is on the screen. That is... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's my proficiency? Shit. Can I... It's above, it's above <laughs> a 21 to hit. <laughs> uh, like you, take one you, you take, you take one point... You take one bludgeoning damage. You take one bludgeoning damage. And after immediately punching the man who just saved his life, Hondo lifts his hands into the air, jumps up and down, and goes, I did it! I did it! I killed the bastard! Technically, the bastard killed himself. 
Technically. Honda wants to shove you back to the ground. And Are you Malak? Malak wants to shove Hondo? Yeah, yes, that's okay. what Hondo wants to shove himself back to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to shield bash him. He came up and stalked me, and I'm holding my shield, oh, so I this want is, to retaliate. This is, this is how we're going to spend our time. This is wonderful. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so now, now wait. I, make, me a, make me an improvised weapon attack with your shield. Okay. Uh, that's just going to be your strength. While you're making that attack, can I just clarify, when I'm negative 18 health and he gives me back 26? <laughs> you When you go negative, when you drop to you drop to zero, unless, you're, unless okay. the amount that you go so negative I'm at, I'm at 26 your maximum HP. HP. Correct. Um, how would I do improvised? Just a straight d20, or is there any sort of modifier? It's, it's, a, it's actually just a strength roll. Oh, okay. It does, not, Sorry. it does not apply your proficiency to the attack. Because <laughs> I rolled a seven. Yeah, yeah H- no. Hondo's already walking away from you. <laughs> I would like to cast Charm Person. I get, to do- <laughs> I get to do this once a day because of my infernal bloodline. You're going to charm uh, Hondo? Right. I am going to try to charm you uh, with a with a sort of, like, whistle. <laughs> and it's going to start kind of guttural, and then I will start speaking in my infernal tongue. Uh-huh. <laughs> what kind of save does Hondo have to make for that? You know, I couldn't send him back at any time. <laughs> all you have to do is hit me, right? <laughs> yes, all I have to do is hit you with Vanishing Smite. You have less than 50 HP. You get sent back to whatever plane you're from. Which Hondo- would be a win-win for Hondo. <laughs> um... You have to make a wisdom saving throw, Hondo. Eleven. You are charmed. Nope. Yeah. You're, so now all charisma checks you make uh, on Hondo are done so at advantage. And Hondo, you are yeah. You definitely feel very friendly towards Malek. He's he's definitely like. I mean, you just feel like he's just like he's a great buddy. He's a good buddy. I'm gonna charm. I was going to chalk the sucker punch up to being revivified anyway, <laughs> and not so much that he wanted to attack you. <laughs> the sudden uh, adrenaline. Your previous interaction had left Malek with a, let's say, you get one last chance kind of mentality with you. And as soon as he heals you, the first thing you do is sock him in the face. <laughs> and then just proceed to walk off like it's no big deal. Oh, no, he's not walking off. He's like Rocky after a be- beating Apollo Creed walking off. <laughs> my friend, my friend, you are victorious. We should celebrate. Why not share a drink? Uh, so Hondo, Hondo shuffles around for his whiskey. Um, when he takes a swig, does he still become invisible? No. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, he is asking you to share some of your alcohol. Uh, Hondo will throw you the whiskey bottle. Like, gently toss. He's going to stare at you and then hold it out and pour it on the ground. All of it. Well, he's holding it out and pouring it (laughs) until nothing else comes out. Hondo pulls out another whiskey bottle and starts (laughs) drinking out of that one. Yeah, because Hondo just okay. thinks you're pouring it out for the fallen homies, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Hondo will not be so easily thwarted. I hate to <laughs> interrupt this um, this celebration, um, but the this celebration is interrupted by a blast of wind and debris and dust that seems to come out from the portal that is flat on you know to, to the ground on top of the um, like raised platform where the altar is, the northern end of the room. Like, you really just see this gust of wind and all of this dust and like debris and rocks and stuff like that shoot out through it um, before it, again, well, it returns to relative calm. These air quotes there. Gentlemen, we must do something about this. I cannot leave my, my temple in this state. We must figure out where this portal goes. I agree, we must investigate. Or figure out how to close it somehow. (laughs) 
I would like to investigate the portal. Like, is it just light or is there a framework or any um, sort of structure to it? There, I mean, it's, it, it just kind of, I mean, there's, there are uh, a wide variety of magical runes that have been carved into the stone platform of the altar that encircle the um, portal that is opened and they are glowing a bright red. Um, and the portal itself has sort of like a flaming halo, you know, surrounding it. Um, uh, you can kind of, if you were to peer at the portal itself, it does appear as though there is um, like some sort of room um, on the other side, but you can also see um, a bit of sky as well. I'm thinking if this is where that horror, the Baba Nation came from, we cannot have this. We cannot have this open. We must seal this and remove it from this place immediately. Our lady must be uninformed of this. Of course. Um, and Sir Delamrook also begins to approach the portal. Sure. You can, I mean, again, it's, you know, I, I described it. That's what it looks like to you right now. Um, yeah. You said there are glowing red runes. Yep, all around it. Do like do they say anything? Is it words? No, they are symbols. Do the symbols mean anything? Not to you. Okay. Um, who said that they were looking at the body of the the necromancer or the charred husk? Oh, I was supposed to be doing that, Rovin. Rovin, I mean, um, amidst the charred body, there appear to be two books that have that look completely unscathed. They are bound in black leather. Okay. Um, I mentioned that to M- M- Malek. There, there are two books over here. I don't know if they're any use use to us. Bring them forward. Let me have a look. Uh, he grabs them and then he brings them over to Malek. Sure. Yeah, I, I want to check these out. Um, clearly, like, I, I can't tell if I recognize any of this, uh, the symbolism on, on the uh, no, cause it's, it's, glowing it's, I mean, it's but. I mean, it's it's essentially there to aid with any sort of magical casting, right? Because, like, some, some spells, while it's just, you know, verbal, somatic, material things, there are some more powerful magics out there that require the assistance of actually, like, you know, carving words of power, right? Ancient words of power into surfaces, you know, in order to perform, you know, the, the, you know, to heighten the magic that's, you know, necessary for something okay. of that nature. Um, one of, I mean, are you, now the books, each of the books are clasped shut. Um, and the, the clasps on each book, uh, is sort of like fashioned into an iron skull. <clears throat> and seeing that Rovin found something on the dead guy, Hondo would like to go through his pockets looking for change. No change in those pockets. Damn. <laughs> um, would it be would would Rovin assume that this is some sort of particular lock that he might be able to? You might be able to. Um, mess with. Uh, all right, so. I'm going to. Sorry, I'm struggling with this for a second. Do you have proficiency with this one? I have. I have thieves' tools. But do you have proficiency with them? Because then you can't yeah, fail. Yeah, he does. He the, he. the lowest he can roll is yes. a twenty-three with these. Yeah. Oh, that is true. So does a twenty-three beat it? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. What would I use? <laughs> would I would dexterity. use dexterity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nine. 19? 19? Yeah. Wait, what, 19 what will, did I 19. roll then? Oh, okay. Yeah, a 19 will open them. Cool. Rovin, please be very careful. I have a feeling these books are very dangerous and undoubtedly need to be destroyed. But before so, we need to know if they can help us close that portal. The first book you open um, definitely details a series of necromantic rituals and summonings as well as like there's a, there's a few other like magical spells and whatnot recorded in here it it almost seems like you know a spell book of sorts but 
definitely not the traditional one you'd see with just, you know, different spells, like common spells copied into it. There are some larger rituals depicted in here. The second book, however, is labeled as the Nibble Nomicon. And <laughs> it uh, details um, different cooking recipes that can be performed using the aid of necromantic magic. Strictly for food purposes, cooking purposes. Yeah, yeah. The nomicon. So it's a so it's a magical cookbook, if you will. It's a magical necromancer's cookbook. So it is an evil. The, cookbook. I mean, yeah. It sounds mean, like literally the worst branch of cooking <laughs> ever. For some of all time. For some. For others. For most. <laughs> all of the processes involve necromantic magics, correct? Yes. Both of these books need to be destroyed immediately. <laughs> I didn't wish this upon my worst wholeheartedly, enemy. Wholeheartedly agreed, and for totally different reasons for each. Yes, yes, my my worst enemy would would probably enjoy this very much. So I should I should uh, make sure it never reaches him. Right? <laughs> it needs to be destroyed. And for the other is a crime against cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I would like to, um, let's see. I'm going to take my potion of fire breathing mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to try to light these books on fire. So yeah, you drink without using it to close the portal. Does it close the portal? I mean, it just says there's some various necromantic things in there. It didn't necessarily. I, there denote. were other spells in there. I mean, there's definitely um, some sort of ritual describing here on how to open said portal, but uh, oh, well, it makes I would like it, to, it, it makes no mention of how to close it. Does it mention where it connects to? the The spell is called. I mean, the the ritual is called the bridge between the living, the world of the living, and the world of the dead. So it's the world of the dead. That's where you and are. And we are in the Shadowfell, so Which he's is the trying world to... Of the dead. So he's trying to send this abomination out to the world of the living. Um, reverse that. He brought okay. that abomination in. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Okay, just making sure. Um, and that portal is a raging. Yeah, and I, I know you let me use my Dispel Evil and Good on the cistern. I did. Um, if that would work the same way, only I only mentioned because, you know... It, I mean, the only way to know is to try. Yeah, yeah, I will does try this, that. Does this <laughs> seem like a portal back to the world of the living, then? It would, no, it's the, it would seem so. Yes, but which one? Good point. So I am correct that the Shadowfell is the land of the dead, and the other side of this portal is the world of the living. That's correct. Okay, that's what I was saying before. All right, jeez. I I was totally messed up there. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like I said, the ritual is depicted as, you know, knowing it it tells you how to open said portal. It does not make any mention of closing it whatsoever. I mean, you can try the spell on it. I wasn't sure. Now, are we saying we're reckoning you did not drink those potions of fire breathing? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was going to destroy the books. Okay. But I didn't necessarily think that was going to close the portal. Right. So the idea was, if the other side is the land of the living, I'm I'm out for uh, an adventure. You know, I, maybe a little time spent outside of the ritual chamber would serve my queen better. So I want to destroy the books and then maybe see what's in the land of the living. Okay, so are you drinking the potion then? Yes, because I still want, with dramatic flair, I want to extinguish these uh, literally necromantic um, books. Yes. Sure, you try. You, Hondo, you do you tell Hondo what's in those books? No, I don't think he would. Okay, so then I'm, I'm going to keep to myself on that one. <laughs> they both probably look awful. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I will say, uh, Malek, as you breathe fire onto these books, nothing happens. Oh, okay. They, they don't burn? No, seeing as how a fireball didn't destroy them. 
Good point. Um, I mean, breathing fire. Try acid. Try acid. He's, he's <laughs> going to be uh, which kind? Which Both kind? kinds. <laughs> um, after you breathe fire onto the Nibble Namicon, the book itself starts like opening and closing as if it's like trying to munch on something. Like it goes, nom, 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 and then and then stops and, and then stops animating and closes again. Handle this one is calling your name. Crush it into oblivion, as you do. Uh, Hondo takes what the nibble namicon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hondo now has the nibble namicon. Um, what is this book about? And Hondo will start to flip through it. Yeah, the book bites your finger. Oh, it bites my finger. It doesn't hurt, um, but it bites your finger. Do I notice that it's a book about necroma- necromantic cooking? Yes. Okay, uh, I, I personally would like to try some of these. No, you mustn't. It must be destroyed. These are like the worst recipes that you've ever uh, he was, seen. He it's was like it's. He I, was so I don't. By me. I don't know if um, this was ever in the canon, but when Hondo was first introduced, I do believe that he had recommended eating long pig at one point. No god. <laughs> However, Malek has a point. You are charmed by him, and he asks you to destroy them. Ah, yes, good point. Um, so with that in mind, what the hell would Hondo break it with? Uh, Hondo, I suppose, puts it on the ground and tries to impale it. Yeah, with your sword? Yeah. Uh, it does not puncture the leather of the book. Malak would um, like to try Sacred Flame and see if he can cause some radiant fire to burn it that way. Oh, radiant damage? Yeah. The book is unscathed. Son of a bitch! Who created <laughs> these things? Who um, needs ha- to eat such disgusting monstrosities for meals? Yeah, some of the recipes Hondo- even detail like reanimating dead flesh to make it good as new. Um... You know, because there's always a use for roadkill. Um, and even if that meat is spoiled, there's a way to inject some unlife into it to make it taste just that much better. Is Hondo able to rip a page out of the book? You can try. With what? Strength. Can I aid him? Uh, you're like You hold the book while he tries to tear a page out? Trying to hold the binding back sure. while he gets in and tears it. Sure, you have advantage, Hondo. Alright. Hey, much better. 22. Even with a 22, you are unable to tear a page from the book, and it is struggling while oh, his leg is holding it open. your hands were larger! <laughs> um... Would this book survive in the river? And by that, he's referencing the river Styx, which is right outside. You know, the thought had crossed my mind, though I am not used to throwing uh, necromantic articles into this (laughs) hollowed uh, vessel that transports lives, you know, to and fro. Like, this is is very important, but I also thought of this. What about the holy water? To be fair, though, even if it doesn't destroy it, how would anyone get it out of there? Uh, yes, that's yes. So the holy water is also an option. I will sprinkle it with holy water as we walk down towards the river. <laughs> yes. Sprinkle some holy water on it. Case closed. Um Wow. Okay. So Roven, before we throw these things away, do you think there's maybe a chance you could lock them back up? I would assume so. Yeah, if I can unlock locks, I, I wouldn't think that I couldn't lock them in some way. Uh, I would like to kick the charred corpse of the necromancer as I walk past him. You kick the charred corpse of the necromancer as you walk past him. Um, you sprinkle some holy water on the books, and it definitely like evaporates. It's like sizzles and evaporates the moment it touches the uh, if the covers. This is a necromancy book. What about using necromancy to destroy it? Could I use my vampiric touch on one of these books? I don't know. Could you? 
I would like to try. You are disgusting. You do not deserve to exist. My vampiric touch will remove you from this place. I mean, you hit the book with your vampiric touch. Um, All right. And then what do I just hit? Uh, how do I uh, put it into the comments? So I you mean, can read what it does. I mean, I, I under, it's, it's fine. I mean, you, you, you yeah. simply try to, like, you, you, you touch the book and it tries to, you know, you try to, like, essentially drain its life, right? Yeah. Um, it calms the book, it, it calms the Nibble Nomicon down. But um, after casting it, you notice that, like, this, the skin on your hand going up your arm begins to turn black. Well, that was a bad idea, Rovid. Stop giving me suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it calmed the book down. These things cannot exist. We have to get them out of here. We have to make sure the temple is restored, and then I think we should go through the portal. Why don't we just take them with us? I don't want them. I don't want to be near them. Rovin, um, because I forget you're a thief, these books would probably be quite valuable to the right buyer because... Well, that's what I was thinking. They're, they're covered in leather. Not only are they covered in leather, they're heavily enchanted and very illegal. So who's holding what book? I think Malek has both of them right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sprinkling them as I walk out of the temple and probably passing the... Uh, the, the sort of antechamber with the carvings in the floor. I think the only no. way to guarantee that somebody bad doesn't get these books is for you to have them. Hmm. If you leave them <laughs> here, somebody could potentially find them. I think I'm going to roll uh, an insight to see if I... I believe you or not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to persuade you to, to believe me. Oh, man, because I, I am just, I'm at that point like, where, like, my yeah, believe you're my right intentions there, you do have a point. Yeah. You do have a point. Oh, if only I could speak with my Raven Queen. Maybe she would be able to impart some. Can we not speak with... Well, as soon as we have our information, I'm literally getting on my horse and riding for for the palace of fate at Lathana. I mean, what else are we going to do here? Sadella, would you accept the task of bringing these books to her and maybe she can dispel of them in a proper fashion? Well, I could think of worse things to be doing with them. At least she'll have some sort of power to contain them. I think that's a great idea. Um, as this conversation continues, another sort of like rumble and a blast of air comes out from the portal, shooting more debris and dust into the room. Sir Delamark is going to go and inspect the portal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still holding strong. Um, are you peering inside of it further? Like, are you just kind of standing up, up right up against it? Yes, he's walking up to it and trying to look through it. You can see a very um, blurry landscape um, that appears to be like your view is almost like looking out of the, the mouth of a cave. Um, there, and it appears to be ele- like it appears to be in an elevated position. You can see very um, like dark sky that's sort of like a I'd call it maybe it's like sort of like a umber color mm, that's foreboding or is it just that everything is tinted by the portal it's hard to say well Sir Delamrook being the brave knight that he is is going to try to uh, approach the portal and uh, peek his head on through because Someone's got to go braving danger, and he's the only knight in the room. You can do that, but as soon, I mean, when you cross the threat, when you put cross your head into the threshold of the portal, it pulls the rest of your body through, and now you're actually standing on the other side. 
I'd say you can And uh, as 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 Sudelum Rook walks into the portal, the, those of you who are nearby hear like a sound as he. Holy shit! He just did that. Walks. He just he just went through. What uh, should we follow? I mean, if I had to guess, that thing leads directly to the Crucible Lands. Why would you want to go there? If my queen claims it, then I shall go. Delam Rook now has the books, right? How now do you know that that no. goes to the Crucible Lands? What? How am I going to guess that that goes to the Crucible Lands? The thing that came out of it. I mean, there's <laughs> lots of bad places you could open a portal to. That a giant uh, lobster creature with dead people spiked all over it would come out of? Where Where have you seen that before? One spot. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No. <laughs> well, maybe you've seen it there. Yeah, yeah. But, but Sir Dellum um, would not know that that's... Sir Dellum <laughs> would not have, and I don't know how much uh, attention Hondo was paying to the world at large before he got hired. Uh, I think he would know what the Crucible Lands is. I mean, everyone... Kind of things yeah, anyone, who, yeah, anyone who's ever lived on Tal'Doria in the last 160 years knows what the Crucible Lands are. <laughs> So I don't really horrible enough where they don't want to know the details. Okay, so wait, wait. Now, let's clarify here. We have a portal uh-huh. that goes back and forth between worlds based on the book that is currently in, is it Rovan, Rovan or Malik's hand? Malik has both books. Malik has both. So Honda will say, uh, how do you think he can come back? Uh, we're gonna- I'm not the book. I was going to say, we're going to pause with whatever's happening to Sir Delam Rook right now while you guys debate a few things. Right. Do we think he can come back out of there? Because we do have a book that could let us go there and then potentially come back. No, the book just tells you how to open the portal. Right, but... That portal is open. The the Mm -hmm. portal goes both ways? I, I don't know. You don't know. Malak, which way does the portal go? Both ways or just one way? It seems like both ways, right? Because uh, the thing okay. came out of it, and then he went into it, so it seems like... I don't know, Malek. Uh, Rovin, Rovin just kind of leans into Malek and goes, I think you just need to tell him what he wants to hear. <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably right. That is the wisest thing you have said, uh, as Mr. Halfling. Um, you're Plus probably just not listening, but that's okay. How did you get that name, Tosbato? It's a long story. It's a family name, man. Like, why you gotta judge? My father was one of the best bottom tossers in the world. <laughs> oh, so tell you over beers sometimes. Oh, Jesus it, Christ. It was inherited. <laughs> it is um, very inherited. It is an inherited it, thing. It is unique. And I, I must say, I, I find the tone of your voice especially annoying. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Fucking yikes! I'm I'm also I'm also only three feet tall. My voice can only go so bass. I understand. It is of no fault of your own. No, I am not no, ab- it's not. Not at all. Thank you. I am not about to let our friend and my comrade of the Queen walk out on his own into these crossable lands. I, th- I think so, we should just go through the portal. If if this book can continue to open portals back and forth, then maybe there's the negative. I am definitely not going to the crucible lands. Well, then stay here. Goodbye. Don't forget to lock up. <laughs> Rovin oh, goes Jesus. ahead and goes right through the portal. And Malek will follow. All right, Hondo, you're by yourself. Hondo uh, takes a second, walks back and forth, starts walking towards the exit, walks back towards the portal, <laughs> starts walking back towards the exit, takes a drink of his whiskey, and jumps into the portal. Beautiful. All of you are now standing, staring at what 
So Delam Rook has kind of been staring at for the last however long that argument took. <laughs> Longer than it should have. You guys are inside a small cave mouth. Um, doesn't go very deep. It's been sort of used as some sort of, it appears to be like a workshop that was almost like carved out of the side of a mountain, or maybe it's a natural formation. It's kind of hard to tell. But it looks out onto this hellish landscape. The It kind of looks like... Um, it's like you have these, these, these flat areas of just barren wasteland. And then in the distance and in different areas, you see these sharp peaks that are kind of almost coming up at angles where like the ground almost like forms these gigantic like cur- like um, diagonal like spires that just protrude out from the ground, almost like it's like, like just spikes, you know? Um, like the earth here is just absolutely misshapen and unnatural. In the distance, you see a very large beam of purple light that seems to be going, coming from the surface behind like some of these mountains and, and, and spires and peaks um, straight up into the clouds above and beyond where you you know your eyes can see through the through those clouds. There's some sort of roiling storm that's encircling this gigantic spire of or beam of light. Um, and the, you can see the, you can even see even from here miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles away. Like just the cracks of, you know, lightning as they as it just kind of travels up and around this maelstrom that is encircling this this ray of of light. Looking down below at the wastelands, you can see hordes and hordes and hordes of hordes of undead and titan and titans, zombies, titans, um, roaming. Um, some of them walking in like like uh, broken formations, others just getting distracted and f- even fighting amongst themselves. Um, but they 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 appear to be marching. Um, the air here, uh, there's there's a very pal- even even those of you who have never used magic in your entire lives can feel sort of this surge of energy that's sort of coursing through and around your bodies. Like, is it- Oh, do we have to do the constitution checks? <laughs> mm. For you the first time in the Crucible Lands? <laughs> yes. Constitution saving throws. Yeah. So oh, I have a good the one. three of them pop into the realm, uh, Sir Delam Rook sighs heavily. It's true. Nothing gold can stay. Huh. Well, it seems that we've uh, popped into the invasion in progress. It looks like they've come to this verdant area to start destroying things. Would Malek have any knowledge of Vecna's activity in well, the material plane? Not really, no. I mean... Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. However... Uh, but Hondo does know the stories of how the um, upheaval came to ha- happen. Yeah, you know, that yeah, this... but, but had, that had nothing to do with Vecna. It had everything to do with no, no. Ebenezer. But he's aware of Ebenezer mm-hmm. and the fact that this is likely a lay convergence, right? This giant purple beam of energy is shooting into the sky. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good but, assumption. Yeah, make. so he he's kind of uh, at least generally thinking that this is probably pretty damn close to where Ebenezer is. Um, and is saying to the group, okay, can we go back now? By the way, I've... Uh, what do you mean go back? This is beautiful here. Yeah. By the way, I just reviewed all your constitution saves, and it looks like the only person who saved was Hondo. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you guys are feeling a bit ill, as the, the, the energy here is definitely negatively impacting just your, your, your general well-being. Like, you feel it permeating your bodies. Um, I do so dislike travel by portal. Um, you can even see above some of these horses even flying undead abominations. Just these like horrid looking things that seem to be almost like spliced together from human remains and um, like other like, you know, winged creatures. Um, can Hondo go back through the portal? No. <laughs> Damn it! 
Sir Dellum Rook, being entirely from the Shadowfell and not knowing uh, the Prime Material Plane all that well at all, assumes this is just how things are. <laughs> this is a normal Shad- Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Shadowfell is a supremely fucked up place, right. why would he assume that this place would be any different? Oh no, this this is even more supremely fucked up, um, in a different way. It's mm-hmm. it is you know it's not the it's not the fucked up you know. Um, now, Hondo, when you try to like the, the portal does is still there. You can see where it is, but when uh-huh. you touch it, it's just solid rock that you're touching, almost like as if your hand is just touching what's. You know the surface behind where the portal was placed, but I I can see through it, right? You can see through it, and you can see the ceiling of the temple room that you. Uh, I rush over to Malik, uh, and open the book in his hands and start shuffling through for the passage that gets us back, or that I th- that I think is the connecting point. Seeing as how you have zero practice magic skills whatsoever, um, it's all gibberish to you. But I'm just rambling. Get us back. Get us back now. Get us back. Get us back now. <laughs> this place smells like shit. <laughs> I'm going to try to um, decipher the necromantic text for opening a portal back to the Shadowfell. Um, I mean, there's a series of words and gestures, and uh, there's... Now, if you recall, the person who opened this portal was on the other side when they opened it. Right. Mm. They literally had to find a way to travel to the Shadowfell to open this portal, which is a feat in and of itself. So how they got there is beyond me. Or beyond you, I should say. How any of these guys got there. I was the only one there. It was just me, and then all of a sudden, there was all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a strange. It's been a strange day in the Shadowfell for you. Um, well, no longer the Shadowfell. Now y'all are in a, a, a terrible, terrible place. Um, you can, I mean, you can try to see if you know if you you know performing this ritual, but like, it requires you to precisely carve all of the rune words around the area in which you would like the portal to be. And uh, would require a, a, a deep level of magical skill. So you'll have to make me an arcana check. Okay. I am not very good at those, but I will do it. Eleven. You can't. You you can't. You cannot make heads or tails of how you're supposed to carve these things, or or or, or get them to actually um, take on any power of their own. Sir Dellum, can you do a banishing smite on yourself? <laughs> no, but Sir Dellum, in exasperation, walks up and uh, starts uh, going over the page briefly. Uh, Not doing all that much better. The 13 on your account. Yeah, so it's funny. Oh, it's, don't read from the book. You you read from the book. Um <laughs> and dead you, by dawn dead by dawn <laughs> <laughs> um you said the words what happens is the there is almost like um you can almost feel like a fizzle like a like a like something something wrong happened while you were uttering the words and making the gestures that the the book has suggests to, to, to make, you know, in order to start, you know, even just the, the, the preparation of the ritual. And there is a, a magical explosion that, that actually happens from the wall in which that portal is, and it collapses that segment of wall. The portal's gone too? Yes. Well, that's a kind of a load off. <laughs> At least they can't, like, keep coming back and forth, even if we're yeah. stuck. That's not Hondo. That's more of a Jarrell thought. Yeah, it's definitely like <laughs> Sir Delamrook's taking this as a secondary victory. Like, all right, well, I've at least secured the way, you know. Yeah. Secured the way in. And um, additionally, uh, <laughs> Sir Delamrook turns into a potted plant. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. For the next two hours. Holy shit! Just like you see 
as the spell continues to fizzle that it literally transforms Sodellum Rook into a potted plant. The potted plant matches the, you know, the, the, the sort of color scheme that he, you know, was, was bearing prior to being transformed. And you can see that inside the, like the, the center of the flower are, you know, two eyes and a, and a mouth. Uh, Hondo puts his face really close to the plant and says, Can you hear me, Sir Dellum? Does the plant nod in any way or respond? Fran's nodding. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't, he says. <laughs> yeah, this but feels... Why did, why did you go and turn yourself into a plant? Now you have no legs or hands. You, yes. you, you can, there are... Obviously, there, that's the takeaway, is that I turned myself into the plant. There, there are two cartoonish leaves that are, like, hanging off the side of the plant that can act as your as your arms, quote-unquote. Yes, they are definitely in the hands-on-hips position. Like, he's, he's being very pouty and luxury with those two leafy arms. Uh, Hondo is still poking a little bit here and there on your plant body. You feel every poke. <laughs> now you leave my stamens out of this. <laughs> Get your hands off my stamen. <laughs> wow. Uh, so he blew apart the wall and the portal, but there's really only one exit from this cave workshop. Yes. If you call that an exit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Do <laughs> you see any structures? Outside of the, the spires? Uh, looking the down, the spires. there are, there are uh, a number of ruined um, buildings kind of that dot the landscape. Um, some in, you know, maybe more of a grouped collection. Others kind of scattered around the, the landscape. I mean, you can kind of see for, you can kind of see for miles from up here. Um, mm. And there is a set of very roughly carved um, steps that lead down and around the, the face of this mountain that would head down. Um, Hondo feels a rumbling in his tummy uh, and tries to grab the Nibble Namakon from <laughs> Malik. I think this will come in handy now. What to do with this? Uh, I'm hungry. All that's around are dead things. So you want to eat the dead book? Because no, I know I you can't to, read it. <laughs> I want to make dead people cupcakes. Wait, you want to make cupcakes like you know, like dead people cupcakes? Isn't like you want to make cupcakes for dead people, or you want to make cupcakes the from other one. dead people? Yeah, out of dead. <laughs> I'm gonna turn you into minced meat. I can just see you walking up with a tray you're a tray of cupcakes. You're not the man the crucible lands needs, yeah. but you're the man the crucible lands deserves. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a beautiful sentiment for you guys to be stuck in the Crucible Lands as the curtain closes on a cliffhanger. Malak is pouring a little bit of water into Sir Delambrook's pot. Mm. Uh, Hondo is flipping through the pages for the most, uh, either be the best brownie recipe or cupcakes, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to see how well that worked out for you the next time we encounter these people. Who are you calling these people? On the Hapless Heroes podcast. This is bullshit. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this quarantine adventure. Uh, what to expect next? These characters, obviously, um, will, may play a part in future stories as we will dive back into our main story the next time we uh, come back together here. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to do this in person still, but uh, we're hoping that in the coming weeks and months that, you know, things can return, return to a relative state of safety for us to all gather once more at my table. But until then, we will be handing the reins back to Dave and taking just this this group of people right here, these, these wonderful folks I call my friends, into the next leg of our story as there are some who, you know, either don't have the means to record remotely like we can or, uh, you know, are also dealing with their own things as we all, you know, 
figure out the yeah. challenges of, you know, pretty much being stuck at home most of the time. <laughs> um, but we want to say, you know, thanks for still joining us on this journey and, you know, being a part of our adjustment, uh, as it were, yeah. to recording the show remotely. And, um, you know, I hope that this provided a little more intrigue into the main story and I'm, I'm sure that Dave will be able to take all of the beautiful plot here that I've just spread so lovingly like buttercream on a cake buttercream. Uh, and uh, be able to yeah, so I'm just going to go slam it right back in your guys faces ah, like a cream <laughs> pie <laughs> yes oh, oh, uh, no, he's going to leave that yes one. John <laughs> <laughs> any whoozle um, if you like what you heard, you can find us all over the interwebs. We can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We also have a Facebook and Reddit page. Uh, just search for Hapless Heroes Podcast. A lot of those places just have sticky posts, though, that point you to our favorite place to hang out on the internet, our Discord server. We have a wonderful community of people on there. And I'll say that probably, you know, throughout this quarantine, I've been kind of a mix of active and not just because... Again, right, we are all dealing with our own personal things, but so many people have shared their own experiences, whether it's, you know, with how you're dealing with the current global crisis that we are all in, or even just showing us pictures of your animals and talking about like, hey, I'm theory crafting a character and want to get some opinions or anything like that. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful the amount of, you know, the, the way that everyone is just interacting with each other and, and coming together while we are all, uh, you know, pretty much uh, staring at each other through computer screens. So yeah, come join us, join the conversation, say hello, tell us how much you love us. Um, another way you could tell us how much you love us, though, is by leaving us a five-star review on the podcast service that accepts them of your choice. Uh, those reviews really help us kind of grow in the rankings. I've noticed a sharp uptick <laughs> in the amount of people listening to the show uh, ever since <laughs> all of this started. So whenever all of you make it here, new listeners, um, thanks for joining us that's great we're so happy to have you uh we're so happy to have all of you know new and old listeners people who've been here since the beginning and people who have binged this show in a very short amount of time which i still find incredibly impressive now if you really really like us though you could donate to our patreon it's patreon.com slash hapless heroes um by the time this episode releases, I'm hoping that I will have already made an announcement about the Jackbox game session that I'm going to hold for our current donors. Um, probably just hosted right through Discord because we I've, we've I've recently found with my you know some of my groups of friends that we can literally just share a screen of someone who owns the game and bam everyone can play. So definitely want to make sure we get that going. It's just an extra thank you for helping sustain the show and you know pay our hosting costs and. You know, also just to kind of help us connect with you out there and, you know, maybe, you know, take some of that distance away from social distancing. That's just patreon.com slash heroes. If you like us, if you really like us, Sally Field and all the whole deal, fertilize me. For the love of God, <laughs> fertilize me. I'm starving here. Wow. What a oh, request. that's so gross. <laughs> um, I'm gonna... Oh God! I can't oh, watch. Easy to say up there, Mister Has Legs. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that one alone and let. I was gonna say it's been a while. It's been a while since I fertilized anything. I, I think I'm about due. Oh my God! Um... Hondo begins unbuckling his pants. Oh boy! <laughs> no, grabbing the reins. Folks. Grabbing the reins. I am going to <laughs> outro this cast of characters before anything worse happens. To my left, we have Dave, who had, has played Sir Delam Rook. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. John, who brought us Hondo the Immortal. I've never pooped on a night before. <laughs> <laughs> Phil as Malek. You know, I was so excited after being in the Shadowfell for so many years. Now I have no idea why I left. <laughs> and Mike as the is the reprised 
and redeemed? Question mark. Robin Tosspot. Uh, this is why you compost, folks. <laughs> oh boy! And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Tune in next week where we give the reins back to Dave and see what's going on with our main party, who are currently fleeing from, uh, you know, more of these horrible undead things. Yeah. See you then. Bye. 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 Bye.